Hey friend, if you are tired of feeling tossed around by the busyness and heaviness of life, if you've had enough of that sneaking suspicion that you just aren't good enough, good enough for your kids, your husband, your friends, your dreams, or your to-do list, if you want to be done with feeling rushed around from one half to to the next, then I want to invite you in to Unshaken Rain. Because frantic, frazzled, and pushed around by life's worries and trials and fears, that's not who you are, sister, and you don't have to put up with it anymore. You are a daughter of God. That means you are royalty. You are uniquely positioned to spread hope and peace here on earth. Listen, I know that this life is full of twists and turns and disappointments. I know that the heartache can feel absolutely crushing. I've totally been there. But that is not what we are defined by. I'm done with that place, and you can be too. So come find freedom from the heaviness. Get immersed in the truth of who you are and discover the practical tools you have available to you so that you can stand steady in the face of life's uncertainties. You are more than a conqueror, my friend. You totally rule. I'm Corey Halleck, and this is Unshaken Rain. Hello, welcome to episode eight of Unshaken Rain. I am Corey, and I am so thankful that you are here. Honestly, I have such a wonderful time getting to pour out some of my thoughts in this podcast, and I am so honored that you take the time to listen to it, and I hope that you are encouraged and inspired um, and that you have fun. So today, I am continuing the series on identity. Now, previously, we've talked about how you are a royal daughter of God, a queen in his kingdom, and that he is your good father. And we've also talked about how we are part of a royal priesthood and that we are uniquely appointed to minister to the Lord. And so now in this episode, we're going to be diving into what it also means to be a friend of God, another awesome part of our identity. Now, I am really passionate about people and especially women discovering their identity through Christ. Growing up, I heard all these phrases that I was an heir, that we were a priestly nation, that we are friends of God. And yet somehow for me, those things didn't play out in my everyday awareness and behaviors. They were more like faraway concepts that I theoretically knew were true, but they didn't quite flavor my moment by moment, my day to day life. I was conscious of my identity as a Christian. I knew I was saved, forgiven, adopted. But my my concept of Christianity was that now that I was saved, I got to spend the rest of my life um, being good, repenting for any new and undisclosed levels of badness and sin, reading scripture so that I could know all the answers, serve in church because that's what you do. That's the right thing to do. Marry a Christian guy, make some Christian babies, tell my neighbors to ask Jesus into their hearts and either go on some mission trips or support someone else who does. Now, of course, I'm totally oversimplifying a little bit. And I'm so thankful that I was called by Jesus at such a young age. But if I'm being honest, becoming a Christian was, in my mind, I thought of it as more the right thing to do than fun and amazing. 
It was more stoically good than mind-blowingly wonderful. It was more, phew, thank goodness I'm saved, rather than, hey, guess what? Now that you have surrendered your life to Jesus, you get to discover that you and God and the future are way more amazing than you ever imagined. And I get it why so many of my friends either refused a life of faith or tried it and got bored and walked away because it was a bit of a yawn sometimes. But then I'd look at the Bible and people weren't yawning in the Bible. So I knew the answers must be in there somewhere. Now, we have discussed before that we are royal heirs, queens in the kingdom of heaven. And we have delved into that idea that we are priests of the Lord. And meditating on those truths and acting on them seriously changed how I saw God and myself and my role in life with him. So now in this episode, we're talking about being friends of God. And this is another beautiful truth that we find in scripture that can be difficult to walk in because it feels overly familiar to be like friends with the God of the universe, right? There are verses that I memorized as a child, I knew that Abraham was called a friend of God. Jesus said we are his friends. Uh, there are songs about it and stuff. Um, Moses spoke with God as a friend. But wait, I stopped. I thought about it. Stop singing the We Are a Friend of God song for a second and think about it. Do you actually hang out with God the way you hang out with your friends? Think about the last time you hung out with some of your girlfriends. You didn't probably, you probably didn't just sit there and tell them your list of all the things you need in life and um, just share all the hard things and then go away, right? You might have shared some hard things, but you probably also just shared and laughed and heard them and then shared what you think about that and had deep conversations followed by, you know, discussions about your love of soft cheeses. That's what I do with my girlfriends, right? We share these deep things that are going on. We are compassionate with one another. We stand with one another. But then at the same time, at any moment, you could be like, you know, oh my gosh, where'd you get this cheese? It's so amazing. Like, oh, it was on sale at Trader Joe's. It's fun. And you're just being together and you're sharing life together. Have you ever laughed out loud at something God said to you while you were hanging out with him? Have you ever gone on a drive with him or a hilarious wild goose chase errand with him? Or have you ever gone on a road trip or worked on a project together with him? I at one time would have said no to all of the above. In fact, I would have inwardly or outwardly rolled my eyes and scoffed at the cheesiness of all of the above. I would have wondered why someone would want to do that. And I would have thought that it was probably um, conjectured or it was like conjured up and contrived. But then I had never invited him to hang out and I had never invited him on a road trip. I look at scripture and I see that Abraham was called a friend of God. It says Moses and God spoke face to face as you would speak to a friend. Job talks about the Lord's friendship hovering over his tent. David, um, we know, was a man after God's own heart and in a way like bosom friends with God. John received the book of Revelation during a time of just being in the presence of the Lord and being taken up into a vision. And Jesus calls his disciples his friends. These to me are examples of, of people just being with God. 
and being, and as they're called, friends with God. And I can only imagine that in three years of nonstop hanging out with Jesus and his disciples, there were probably some like gut laughing times shared by Jesus and his disciples. All those men together, there was probably burps and, you know, farts and making fun of each other. And somebody does something klutzy and then they goof around about it. Um, Probably some good natured ribbing, a little punch in the arm here and there. And I think that we shortchange the fullness of life with Jesus if we think of him as just heavy and somber and on task all the time. We neglect that part of the task that Jesus came for was to do life with people. And I don't think the disciples would have been so attached to Jesus if there wasn't also some humor and connection and just some real life shared. Jesus went to parties for crying out loud. Not just the wedding at Cana, but probably also a few parties at Lazarus and Mary and Martha's party house. And we know that holidays in Jewish culture involved a lot of joy and partying and dancing and food. And what, do we think that Jesus just sat there in the corner at all these events mulling over the vanity and futility of it all? I doubt it. He was probably having fun and being a good friend, you know. He probably kicked off his shoes and used coasters and refluffed the couch cushions after sitting on them. So what does it look like now to actively live out being friends with God? Well, friends make time to connect and get to know each other. This goes both ways. God gets to know you and you get to know God. Friends reach out during hard times. When they have a stinky day, I have friends who I know I can just shoot out like an SOS text to and they will be praying for me and standing with me. Friends argue sometimes. Friends don't always agree. Now, this one gets a little tricky, of course, because we know that God is always right. But it doesn't mean that we aren't allowed some back and forth with him. I think of Moses often and how he stood up and was like, God, wait, no, you said you would go with us into the promised land. That's who you are. So you can't go back on your word like that. And God was like, okay, I'll stay with you guys. Now, did Moses actually change God's mind or was God just wanting to pull out of him that kind of friendship, that relationship where Moses was free to say, wait, I don't like this plan. This doesn't sound like you. And finally, and most difficult for me, friends sometimes just shoot the breeze and hang out talking about just whatever and enjoying being together friends don't only just tell each other the deep heavy stuff they share joys they text each other random memes and selfies of themselves when they find something in target that reminds them of something funny that happened like i've had entire meme conversations with some of my friends and it's fun and what's my point here well Don't overcomplicate and pressure yourself to make your times with God super deep and intense all the time. Learn how to have fun with him. It was just a few years ago that I first did this. I was having a super frustrating day. I was running errands with my girls and just everything was a bust. Like the first store didn't have all the groceries I needed. So I went to another store to look for them, but then I get distracted and forget to get the right thing. And then I just... There is a day when I totally forgot to have a spare diaper in the car. And so I'm running on borrowed time with my baby and just probably had stains on my clothes or whatever. And when I reached the crossroads where I had to decide whether to laugh or cry, thankfully, in that this time that I'm remembering, I chose to just laugh about it. And then I said something like, "Okay, God, let's just do this day together. 
And that started a bit of a habit for me. I don't always remember him, remember now to invite him into my day when it's a crazy day, but I often do. And it's so, so much better when I do. Earlier this year, I had to go on a trip, just me and my girlies. Now, I don't really like going on road trips without my husband because he's so easygoing and he just makes it all so much more fun to have someone to talk to and we laugh and talk the whole time and listen to old songs from high school and we punctuate our trips with stops at Whole Foods for more kombucha and I just miss him a lot when he isn't there. But during this particular season, um, his body was not in a good place. He was in a lot of pain and it just wasn't going to be the best for him and for all of us actually for him to come on this trip. So um, I loaded up the girls and we drove to LA for a family wedding alone. And the day before I left, I found myself racking my brain trying to think if I had any friends who would have nothing to do and would be able to come last minute with me just to keep me company on the drive and stay with me and I don't know really what I was thinking then they like wouldn't go to the wedding or something like that but I was just wanting a friend to come with me and I really heard the Lord in my heart say well I'm your friend Corey so I kind of chuckled at myself and I you know choked on the cheesiness and I invited him along. I was like, well, okay, then come with me. And it was still a hard trip because Matt was hurting a lot and he wasn't with us. And I was battling a good deal of fear, a good deal of fear of the future and just the heaviness that comes from him being in pain. But I had a friend to talk to about it. So my hope for you is that in this season, you discover new levels of friendship with God dare to be even a little cheesy about it and invite him to come along as you run errands or have a day that feels like an Adam Sandler comedy of errors movie. You are his daughter and he wants to hang out with you. Lately, I've had moments and days where I realize that I'm having like serious fun with my daughters, especially my oldest. She's eight and she has a lot of thoughts and she's also super encouraging and deep and funny and I just love getting to know her more. Well, this is how God feels about you, you know. He might be your father. He might be the God of the whole universe also, but he wants to spend time just with you. He wants to hear your thoughts about everything. Really allowing this to sink in has changed so much for me, and I hope it encourages you and builds you up and inspires you to go after new levels of relationship with your creator. So go for it. Spend some time with your friend, God. Thank you so much for listening to Unshaken Rain. You are amazing. You totally rule. I'll talk to you later. All right, friends, that's it for now. But I would love to interact with you and get to know you more. So come find me on Facebook or Insta. Let's hang out. If you loved this episode, give it a like or a share or both. And be sure to leave a review on iTunes so that others can find us and be part of the fun. Thanks again for listening. I'll be back soon with more Unshaken Rain.